You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. July 20th, 1969. Fifty years ago, those famous words were spoken by American astronaut and Purdue graduate Neil Armstrong. So it's only fitting this week as we celebrate the 50th anniversary of Armstrong, along with Buzz Aldrin walking on the moon, that we talk space exploration and Neil Armstrong's life as a Boilermaker and his continued contribution to Purdue University. Welcome to the Full Steam Ahead podcast, a podcast about Purdue. I'm your host, Adam Bartels. In this episode, it's my pleasure to discuss all these things with Associate Head of Archives and Special Collections and the Baron Hilton Archivist for flight and space exploration, Tracy Grimm. All right, Tracy, thanks for joining the podcast. How are you doing? Great, thank you. So Tracy, you have a long title attached to your name. Can you explain your title and what your role is at Purdue? Yeah, well, I'm the associate head of the Purdue Archives and Special Collections, but I'm also the Baron Hilton Archivist for flight and space exploration. So my area, I work with um, Purdue graduates uh, who have... Um, who've gone on in their careers to to do do um, things in in space exploration in aeronautics. So my position is one of I think four that's specialized here at Purdue and supported with an endowment, uh, so that we can collect the history in in the form of people's papers and documents and photographs that um, that sort of preserve uh, for the future and for students and historians to learn about how, you know, space flight, how Purdue's role in the advances in space exploration. That's great. Thank you for explaining that. So obviously we're approaching the 50th anniversary of the moon landing here on uh, July 20th. So it's only fitting when we're talking sp- space exploration. And obviously Purdue has a huge connection to that. Can you talk about Purdue's connection? So um, Purdue uh, has a long history of uh, of having graduates who work in pioneering areas of aerospace and flight. So we have an early graduate who worked with the Wright brothers on the redesign of the engine uh, for their flyer. Um, we have graduates Gus Grissom, Roger Chaffee, who of course were lost in the Apollo 1 uh, tragedy. And then Neil Armstrong, the first person to walk on the moon, and, and Eugene Cernan, the last person to walk on the moon, and 24 other astronauts through the space shuttle era, and now a new uh, commercial astronaut in this new era that we're uh, embarking on. And then, of course, many other scientists and engineers who helped make all aspects of space exploration possible, from computing to um, engineering, to propulsion. So it's a really exciting time right now for Purdue and this 50th anniversary of the moon landing. I was going to say this week especially has got to be an exciting time with the anniversary approaching. And again, like you just mentioned, Purdue's got a a significant uh, connection there. I know a lot of times we talk about Neil Armstrong, but as you just mentioned, there's many others. How important is that for Purdue to to have such a, a wide range of uh, people out there that are connected to space exploration? Um, I, I think it's really important because, you know, as Neil Armstrong would, would say in his speeches and writings that, you know, it's not just one person. It's not just the astronaut who makes it happen. It's, you know, it's hundreds of thousands of people it takes to 
to make advances in space exploration. And um, so it's really kind of neat that Purdue has um, people in all of those areas, even, you know, from, from food, food science for in space to learning how to, to, for humans to live in extreme environments, the agriculture and how, what are we going to eat on Mars? And so Purdue has um, faculty and students, graduate students working in all of these areas in addition to the astronauts. Are you aware, are there any other universities like this that have this thing or am I just more aware of it because it's Purdue? I, I think there, there are other, some other universities that, that, you know, have connections like Ohio State has some connections similar to Purdue. MIT produces uh, more engineers, but I think maybe Purdue as a land-grant university has the, maybe a broader um, connection to space exploration because we have the ag- agriculture school, because we have pharmacy, we have, you know, engineering and science, and um, it, it's, it's in um, human and health, serv- health sciences. So it really is a broad spectrum of, of areas that Purdue students go on to contribute to. So we recently got the release about the exhibit up there at Purdue uh, that features a lot of the Apollo archives and Neil Armstrong papers. Tell me about that exhibit. Yeah, so currently, right now, uh, in the archives, we have our exhibit is uh, called Apollo in the Archives Selections from the Neil Armstrong Papers. And what it is, um, so we have his personal papers, which it's a lot of documents, uh, over 450 archival boxes. But what we selected to put on exhibit um, for this month and through October are materials that tell people a little bit about how the Apollo program got off the ground from Neil's perspective based on his papers. So memos, um, uh, photographs, uh, charts, things that he used in his training and in the planning and the preparation for the Apollo 11 um, mission. It also, the exhibit also has a few items related to Neil as a, as a young man. So his, his report card, one of his report cards from Purdue, um, his love of aerospace right from when he was a young child, um, to his NASA acceptance letter to the program, and also some materials from after he returned from the moon landing so uh, the world tour, when the three astronauts went on the Apollo 11 world tour, um, where you can, so people can get a sense of, you know, the the sea of individuals who were just overwhelmed by what had happened, and they all wanted to touch Neil, or or they all wanted to greet him, and um, we also have some examples of the fan mail. The collection has quite a bit of fan mail. And there are some examples of fan mail in the in the exhibit. And the fan mail came from all over the world. It wasn't just the U.S. It was everywhere from Papua New Guinea to Brazil to Canada. People wow. sent letters. That's great. And these are all out on display for people to read? There's a few. Yep, there's samples from the collection out to read. Um, but primarily um, the collection is a research collection. So most of it is in storage until um, people request it, students, scholars, historians. And then the neat thing about an archives and special collections is that we are about making things, documents accessible for deep research. So people come in in our quiet reading room, they register, and they're able to, you know, create new perspectives and ideas based on these primary source documents. 
Do you know why Neil wanted these at Purdue and not somewhere else? Yeah, so I, uh, Neil and his uh, wife at the time, his wife, Carol Armstrong, interviewed uh, several places uh, before Neil made the decision to place his papers at Purdue. And he chose Purdue because we are a working, because his papers would be in an archive and special collections research center. And our mission is to advance teaching and learning and scholarship with all of our collections. They don't just sit in the back, um, in the back storage and collect us, not at all. They're used a lot. So it was really important to him that his papers could inspire, continue to inspire generations of students and that his papers would help inform historians as, you know, as the world changes and perspectives change, that his papers about the Apollo program and space exploration would be available for examination and, re- and interpretation. That's great. Do you see these being used by students or professors or both? Yeah, we actively, for several years, uh, the papers were open in 2014 for research, and uh, I co-teach courses with his, with professors, and we've had several students um, publish papers, actually, using Neil's papers. So they, they, they pick a topic, they dive in, we guide them, we teach them how to use archival materials, um, the professor guides them with how to, you know, write an original research paper, and they're able to share that and publish it. Um, So we've affected hundreds of students actually have used Neil's papers, Purdue students, and they they learn, you know, they learn to dig deeper for understandings and information, and they learn, you know, how to evaluate a source. Um, And it's really important as they go out into the world and become professionals that they, they learn that there's more to learning about a topic than Googling it. Google doesn't have everything. (laughs) Did Neil write most of the stuff that's in there besides the fan mail? Is most of the stuff Neil's writings? And how detailed was he on that? Yeah. Now, most of the things uh, are, some of the things are Neil's writing, like uh, his speeches. We have all of the speeches that he gave because he would type them all out. He would make notations. He wouldn't change his mind. So we have all of his speeches. So, So those things are his writing. But most of the collection are technical documents, memos that were going back and forth between the astronauts, um, his course notebooks, uh, his training materials. So it's a real mixture of, of materials that sort of, it's like he didn't throw anything away. <laughs> so it does include some of his own writings, but it's a lot of the stuff that just passed over his desk while he was being an astronaut. This, or and, and throughout his life gotcha. too. Well, okay. Does his wife still continue to donate stuff to you guys? Um, yes, Mrs. Armstrong. Um, she does continue to donate once in a while when she has um, when she comes across materials uh, that she's ready to to donate. She'll um, yep send us a note and mm-hmm. and we happily accept. She's very very generous and and gracious. I was going to say, how cool is that to get a call from her or an email or whatever and say, hey, I got some more stuff for you. <laughs> That's all part of an archivist job. That's why it's the coolest <laughs> job ever. <laughs> That's great. That's great, Tracy. Um, so Neil was also very active at Purdue. I think he was in a fraternity in the band. Talk, do you know much details about his life as a student at Purdue? 
Yeah, in his papers, because he, he saved everything, we have photographs of when he was in band. Uh, it looks like uh, they took a trip to the Indy 500 and played there, so there's little black and white snapshots of, you know, just like any kid who's in the band that goes to the Indy 500. He took pictures, so there's things like that. He was the music uh, director for his fraternity, so we have uh, his the music book, and then he kept attendance. So in the back of the music book, there's a very detailed, very neat chart drawn by hand of attendance of, you know, who, which of the fraternity brothers showed up to which practice. So you start to see, uh, you know, he was an involved student um, here at Purdue. Do you have a, a favorite article or piece that's in the exhibit? Um, boy, I have to think about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of my favorite uh, pieces in the exhibit, boy, it's hard to say, but there's a great letter that he wrote, um, to a Purdue student, uh, 1972, a young woman, a Purdue student wrote to Neil, uh, on Purdue letterhead and asked him, you know, I, I'd like to go into space exploration. Do you have any advice for me, Mr. Armstrong? And you can tell that Neil took took time and wrote back to her himself, and he just talks about, you know, that she needs to follow her passions, and that's what he did. That's, you know, you don't need, there's no study course for being an astronaut. You need to follow your passions. And then, and he said in, that he fully believes that women will be a key part of space exploration in the future. So that's a really neat uh, piece that, that we have in the exhibit to me. That's great. And as you mentioned in this release, we got, you know, he didn't, he wasn't perfect. And he didn't try to claim he was. You mentioned his report cards are even mm -hmm. in the part of the, uh, the archive there. Uh, talk about mm -hmm. that in uh, one of his grades. Yeah. So um, one of the items that we chose for the exhibit is one of his Purdue grade reports. And I always try to sh um, bring that out when we have K through 12 students visit um, or the co our college groups come to visit because as people start to look at the report card closely, they notice that Neil actually got a C in Calculus 2, and everyone can relate to that, I guess, unless you're a genius. But right. <laughs> but they, they actually, students, when they see that, you can physically see the relief in their faces and their bodies, They're, you know, because it's like, oh, my goodness, if Neil Armstrong could get a C <laughs> on his report card, there's hope for me. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, what is Purdue doing this week to help celebrate uh, the uh, anniversary? Yeah, so there are quite a few events going on on campus um, starting on Thursday of this week um, through Saturday, um, some panel discussions. But here in the archives uh, on Friday, um, July 19th, from 10 to 4.30, uh, the archives is having an open house for the exhibit. There'll be scavenger hunts for kids, like they, and kids of all ages, actually. The answers will be found in the exhibit. Um, we're going to be showing some uh, clips, some rare film clips from the world tour that uh, the Apollo 11 astronauts took after the landing. Um, some it's, These were 16-millimeter films that were in Neil's papers. We had them digitized, so we'll be running those. And then we'll just have um, just some various uh, at small activities for, for smaller children, coloring, and um, just so that they can learn a little bit about, be introduced to space exploration and, and documents, primary source documents. This whole celebration that's been going on for Purdue the last year or so, the 
150 years of giant leaps. I assume that title came from Neil Armstrong, what he said on the moon. Is that correct? Yes, I believe so. Yep, that's part of the famous quote that Neil said when he stepped on the moon. So only fitting that (laughs) that, that's part of Purdue's title and, again, this, this bigger picture of everything that's happening up at Purdue. Yeah, yes. We've also even seen uh, Neil Armstrong's life lived out in Hollywood. We had the movie last year, First Man. What was your reaction or Purdue's reaction to that film? Um, yeah, the the main the theatrical release, uh, First Man, with Ryan Gosling. Yeah, um, when I saw that, it's a beautiful film. Um, but you know, it is it is sort of his, historical fiction. So <laughs> the filmmakers didn't quite. Um, represent Neil in the way that I kind of see him through his papers, but, you know, who knows? Um, but there are some other really great films out right now. Um, there's a uh, documentary just called Apollo 11 that um, is just primary raw footage from uh, NASA. It's uh, CNN, I think, produced it, but it's a really gorgeous, beautiful film. There's no actors, there's no narrator, it's just raw footage, and it's beautiful. Um, and then there's a couple other uh, documentaries that are coming out. Um, one just that's called Just Armstrong. Um, those folks spent uh, uh, several days here uh, in the archives researching uh, two years ago as they were making that film. And then um, there's a oh a PBS American Experience series that is really fantastic. It's showing. Um, right now in this month um, a Robert Stone film and he also used some materials from the archives as he a couple years starting 18 months ago when he was putting that together so these are really really wonderful um, uh, film productions looking back at that era and especially when the footage is in color it really helps uh, sort of put you back in that time yeah that's really cool what does you think all those uh, documentaries and films do for Purdue. Does that bring a lot of attention to Purdue? Um, I think uh, if people stay for the credits for the films, okay. they'll see us, Purdue University and Purdue Archives Special Collections and some of these films. And yeah, I think it does raise the um, profile of Purdue and it helps it helps um, people understand that Um, hopefully when they see that Purdue archives and special collections that, you know, archives really are living and they're meant to be used and they do get used. And that's really our mission is to make these materials accessible. So whether it's to an individual researcher, a student or a filmmaker, I mean, all this outreach, it it helps get out new information and perspectives to everyone. What majors or courses does Purdue offer to students who are interested in uh, the space program or space exploration? Um, so there are some history professors who offer courses such as the history of aerospace, um, the history of the space race. So any student across campus, you don't have to be a history major, any student can take um, those courses if they can fit it in their tight schedule. And um, those are the ones that uh, we have relationships with and the perf- and we'll collaborate and the classes will come to the archives or we'll work with them to help the students use the materials. If any of our listeners want to learn more about what Purdue offers, where would you direct them to go? Um, it, uh, people could 
um, come to our website, the Purdue Archives and Special Collections website, and we have information there about our collections. Um, and we have a broad array of collections, including Amelia Earhart's papers and uh, Neil's papers and various other aspects of Purdue history. And what's that website, Tracy? So to find our uh, website, it, the easiest thing is probably just to Google um, Purdue Archives and Special Collections. Great. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Yeah, well, thank you so much. All right, take care. As we close out this episode today, I also want to give a special shout-out to my youngest niece, Norelia Amelia Saria Amaris Siri Wardena, or NASA for short. Norelia was born last year on July 20th, so she'll be celebrating her first birthday as we celebrate the 50th anniversary. Her loving parents, Megan and Tushan, Tushan especially, a huge NASA fan, so it was only fitting that she was born on July 20th. So I wanted to give a special shout out to them as well. Happy birthday, Norelia. A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. You can also listen, like, rate, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels. <laughs>